Welcome to the bonus level. Hello again and welcome back to the Bonus Level Podcast. I'm Jack and Josh is here with me as well. Hello. And uh, this week, level 50, I can't believe we're here, 50 episodes in. Yeah. We still have the same amount of listeners as we did in level one. That's okay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Thanks to everybody that does listen that takes a second to tune in. We appreciate it. Um, If you ever get the, the urge to... Send us a note or let us know how we're doing. Please continue and do that on all forms of our social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week, level 50, we're going to discuss arguments. And for those of you that have been around for a while, you know that I like to argue and Josh likes to ride the fence. And so <laughs> we're going to do some more of that this evening as we talk about the two sides to every argument and how people get to those sides and how they take their views. And uh, we're going to We're going to use some really simple examples and we're going to discuss how and why people uh, tend to go each way, right? So yeah, you came up with an example. So why don't you tell everybody your example and then we'll kind of try to break it down and we'll, we'll kind of just go from there. Exactly. Okay. So the example is I grab something out of the fridge. I, you know, pour my drink. I don't screw the lid on properly. I sit it back in there, close the fridge, go on about my business. Later on, you come in there, you want to drink, you open it up, pull it out, and it spills on you or on the table, whatever. Um, Is it necessarily my fault for not screwing on the lid properly before putting it back in there? Or is it your fault for just whipping it out of there without, you know, looking both ways or checking to see if it was tightened on. Right. Okay. So obviously this is a very low key example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, obvi- there there can be very, a, a lot larger or more drastic examples, uh, things that, you know, maybe, I don't know, would have bigger consequences. For instance, you know, you leave the car in drive and it's a manual transmission and the next person gets in and turns the car on and it jerks forward into the wall. Yeah. Now, is that your fault because you left it in drive or is it my fault because when I turned it on, I didn't check to make sure it was in neutral first, right? Like Exactly. So, and then the examples can go up and up and up. Now, it's negligence, right? It's negligence in every level but it's a negligence on both sides so Mm -hmm. who gets the blame now are you the person that you put the 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 cap on not all the way so you're gonna claim well yeah yeah i'm i'm sorry i should have done that but like you should have looked so you're gonna claim that you should have looked and then i'm the guy that has the milk all over me so i'm gonna be like if you just would have screwed it on probably it wouldn't be all over me yeah you know so I'm I, I feel like that on the receiving end of things, you have more room to be upset. Yeah. And on the uh you know, well I caused the situation side of things, you have to be the one to deflect, right? Mm-hmm. But there is negligence. I think there's agreeable negligence on both sides. Um, yeah. So ultimately I think we come to a conclusion that it depends on 
the severity of the instance, right? If I drive the car into the building because I didn't look, yeah, I'm going, yeah, at the end of the day, it's my fault because I was behind the wheel, but I'm still going to be mad at whoever left it in drive or, you know, whatever the example mm-hmm. might be. So again, severity has a lot to do with it, but I think that it more depends on the kind of person that you are in general. Are you mm-hmm. like, for instance, yourself, do you, every time you open the fridge and pull out the gallon of milk, do you look to make sure the cap is on? Uh, generally, no. No, right? So you're not going to. Every time you start your car, do you start it and make sure it's in park before you start it? No. No. Right. And I would say that that's probably the answer for most people. That's probably in general, you, those kinds of things you just take for granted. If it does happen, maybe you're sensible enough to be like, oh man, I should have looked. That's, you know, that's on me. But in general, you it's a second nature thing. You're just going to do it. And for the most part, it's always going to be, the lid's always going to be on tight. The car is always going to be in park. You know, like things like that are just 99.9% of the time going to be. So that 1% of the time, are you the kind of person that is going to say, oh man, yeah, that's on me. I should have, I should have seen that or I should have checked before I did it. Or are you the person that's going to get mad? My initial reaction in those situations is generally one of anger where it's like you're really pissed because things just screwed up and you're like well damn it like i've done this a million times and i've never spilled it on myself but today it wasn't put back in there the same way um or you know whatever the the situation may be but at the same time um i do try to not, I guess, project that on anyone else. Like I'm trying to hold myself more responsible for all, any and all scenarios. Cause at, you know, I can't control what everyone's doing at all times. Like, yes, it would be nice to be able to rely on people, but I think we have a general consensus here that most people, (laughs) we don't think, that highly of humans in general. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Where we, we almost expect them to drop the ball more often than we do to catch it. So to then get upset because someone dropped the ball, you know, instead of us kind of doing our fact checking and, you know, and yeah, it's, I, I try to not project so much anger towards that because it it could have been solved by me not being lazy is kind of how I think about it um, with, with any of these things. Like every time you get in a car, you know, it probably is a good habit to check things, check your mirrors, make sure the car is in the correct position, you know, like you're not in dry, like any of those different things is probably a smart move. And the reason that I don't is to either shave off one or two seconds of time or just laziness. I'm hopping in. I'm like, why hasn't my Bluetooth connected so I can turn on, you know, my music or whatever. Like I'm focused in other areas instead of being present with where I am at this very moment. Yeah. I think it's important though. And you kind of touched on it is like just being responsible for yourself, no matter the situation, right? Like no matter what happens, you should be accountable. Maybe you're not directly responsible for what happens, but you are accountable um, for the things and the, the places that you are in life and the decisions that you make, right? Like you're mm-hmm. accountable for them. 
So it may seem in like kind of whatever, you know, petty that you got milk on yourself and they're like, oh, we're making this into a big debate. But the point is, is like everybody's first reaction is to be angry at the person that was before them okay. that didn't screw the milk on properly. But if you would have done your due diligence and just taken that extra second to look at what you were doing before you did it, you would have noticed that it wasn't on all the way, right? Yeah. So it's it's that mentality, I think, is that that's where all arguments come from, right? So that's why I was kind of going back and we started with, you know, okay, so taking the two sides to every argument. There's two sides to the argument because people have different points of view. That's obvious. But mm-hmm. the, but when it comes when it goes from a two sides of a debate where we can talk about something like adults, no matter how serious or how stupid it is, again, spilling milk or crashing a car or politics, guns, abortion, race, whatever it might be that we're talking about, right? And that you have tempers and emotions that end up flaring into what's an argument, it ends up being all emotional and not rational, which mm-hmm. is the same response that you have when you spill the milk on yourself. It's an emotional response because you're angry that you, the milk got spilled. So whose fault was it? It's not my fault. Yeah. It couldn't be me. So it's going to be a lash out. And that's where the arguments come from. So before we kind of like get into actual arguing and the science behind that, think about uh, coexisting with people. Well, some of the biggest arguments that happen are from like people living together, roommates, spouses, because you have a certain way of doing things. You have a certain way of living. And when somebody else kind of has their own way of looking at things or doing it and it interrupts yours, you have a problem with it. And then you have, you know, people's egos in the way and pride and all of that and ends up being an argument. But look at a simple fact of like, all right, so I'm six, four, and you're not that short, but say for, for the sake of this argument or this discussion, you're short. You're five five. Okay. So we're roommates, and I take a sh- I take a shower and I have the shower head pointed, you know, towards the ceiling basically, because I'm super <laughs> tall. And, you know, you you go in after me, you know, an hour later, and you turn it on, and it's always cold at first. And so you're not looking at the shower head and you turn it on. And because mine's pointed up at the ceiling, it goes all over you and it's just freezing, right? So your initial reaction is like, damn, Jack left the shower head pointed up instead of just tilting it down for me, knowing that there's other people in this house, right? Yeah. So your initial reaction is anger towards me because I didn't take an extra second. However, that same second that I could have been courteous and like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could have I could have pointed it down after I'm done is the same second that you could have spared by looking at it before you turned it on, right? Mm -hmm. So in that type of scenario, and this is a scenario that like spawns all kinds of arguments, right? Leaving the seat up, right? If you're a girl and a guy and you leave the seat up and the girl comes in and she doesn't look and she goes to sit down, all of a sudden she's sitting on the toilet bowl instead of the, the, you know, the seat. And it's like, oh man, how could you do that? Can you just take a second to point it, to put the seat down after you use it? And their argument always is, well, since you're the one that has to lift it to use it, you don't, you know, so you don't pee on the seat, you can put it back down. But mm-hmm. it's the same seconds. Like if I have to lift it to use it, why can't you put it down to use it? Like, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. the, it's those same seconds. Why is it 
inconvenient or inconsiderate for me to not do it if you don't have to do it. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be considerate in those situations and do like, okay, well, I'm going to think about that person. All I'm saying is I don't think there's an argument there. I don't think that you have the right to be angry for something like that because it's the same wasted seconds or extra second that you could take to rectify the situation versus telling the other person they should do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I really feel like those type things, especially when like in a living together type situation, um, that those can hold a lot more meaning um, than what's perceived on the top. Like between you and me, um, you know, we're generally not going to get upset if one of us leaves the toilet seat up, even if I did sit down to pee all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not one of those things that because we're we're friends and friends on a platonic level that those kind of things are very just what they are. It's leaving the toilet seat up. So yes, it's, Hey, you're my friend. Sometimes I remember to put it down for you. Sometimes I forget no biggie or whatever. But if you were ever in more of a relationship type situation, um, you know, a lot of what, I've heard personally has been like how important little things are, you know, like the, you know, like, and this may be going off on a a big tangent or whatever, but, you know, like doing some big ordeal date night type situation for a person um, where you're like taking them out to dinner, spending all this money and, you know, you buy flowers, you do the candy, all this kind of stuff. You come home and maybe things are getting a little hot and heavy and they're like, I'm going to go in the bathroom, freshen up in a bit. And then they sit down square in the toilet water because you (laughs) forgot to put it down. It like negates every single thing that you did before that because it's almost like, you know, it's, it's the little thoughts that count, the little wins here and there, like on a daily basis. And those, I mean, I guess the the reason I kind of brought that up is because that can be you know, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, just kind of thought about on a, a bigger level towards lots of other people that even though certain things seem like, yeah, it's just as easy for me as it is for you, um, you know, me doing this is is kind of a, a paying it forward, mm. you know. I could definitely see we're in a situation where maybe one's a little bit you have to think about it a little bit more than others. Like, I mean, so many times we, we have gone to the bathroom probably a billion times in our lifetime, you know, that consciously thinking about putting the seat up or down, it's, it's all subconscious at this point. Like if you haven't been doing it a while, (laughs) then like someone new moves in with you, you're most likely going to forget a few times or you're going to be super hypersensitive to it because an accident happened. And now you're really thinking about it all the time. But outside of those two situations, it's just going to be like, man, I was looking at my phone. I wasn't even paying attention. I am sorry about that, you know, or whatever it may be. And so taking the extra time to do those things, um, like put the seat down and stuff every day, 
I could see that becoming almost, you know, more of a hassle in the situation where if things aren't being reciprocated on the other side, where you're like, man, I am purposely, every time I walk in the bathroom, I got a sticky note on the wall that says like, do this and I'm yeah. doing this. And then I'm not seeing that kind of stuff in, in return that, you know, that could build some some animosity there, even if you're trying to do it, you know, I guess without getting something in return. I know I've, yeah. I'm kind of going all over the place with this no, right no. now. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I understand it, I guess. And it's like, I, I think also I'm just playing devil's advocate on the side of this because it's like, I am also just, I'm a considerate person. So like, I'm going to do those things for, for, for somebody. If I know Mm -hmm. that that's like a trigger or whatever, but I would argue that in a situation where it's like, Oh, well, relationship wise, are you living with somebody that you care about? Like, yeah, I mean, you should do those things, but those little things, it's the same way that if you do a big thing, and it's super elaborate and it should be like, it should mean a lot, but then one little thing could negate it. Yeah. It's the same thing of like, if you do all of those little things all the time, but you forget it one time and it negates all the times that you did it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's the same kind of thing that I just think that it does like warrant a little bit more, um, compromise, from both points of view, because it's like at the end of the day, and this is what we were talking about arguments for is that arguments most of the time are wastes of energy and time because all you're doing is instead of being logical and rational and finding a solution to whatever problem that you have, you're emotionally and irrationally yelling at it like yelling at the other person or whoever you're arguing with about mm-hmm. the subject. So obviously you can debate something and you can discuss something and you can find a solution to something that you have an issue with without arguing. As soon as arguments happen, you're now talking about emotions. You're talking about probably insults. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you're talking about something that has nothing to do with each other personally, but all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well you're ugly anyway. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> how did the argument, like how did my physical appearance end up in the argument about leaving the seat up or down? Like, you know what I mean? So instead of finding a rational discussion to come to a point and uh, to fix something, it ends up being emotional, irrational, right? So that goes back to what I was saying about the shower head up or shower head down. I think that uh, you can pose uh, arguments, quote unquote, for each side. Right. But if I just didn't get mad that you asked me to put it down and you didn't get mad that I would forget to leave it up or forget to put it down, there would never be an argument, you know? Yeah. Like, so say you, you said it to me, you're like, Hey, you know, whenever I turn the shower on, you know, if it's, if you could just like try to remember to tilt it down for me, that'd be great. I would be like, Oh sure. Yeah. I'll try to remember. And maybe I do it sometimes and maybe I don't mm-hmm. But like when you got, went in there and it was like up and you did it and you're like, oh man, he must've forgot. Or it happens a couple of times and you're like, Hey, um, 
you, you know, you haven't done this in a while or, you, you know, you, you're normally pretty good about this, but the past couple of times you left it pointed up. Could you like try to remember if I didn't get offended by that or I didn't like let it hit my ego and I was like, oh man, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember more. Like if that's all it was with every situation or problem that popped up, there would never be any arguments. Because I, I think, and that's kind of like wh- where we're headed as far as the, dis- the discussion is going, is that the arguments come up whenever there is pride involved, right? Whenever you're arguing with somebody about something that they feel invested in, and if you disagree with them, it hurts their ego or their pride, and they want to defend it with more than just logic, with more than reason, they're going to throw in their emotional well-being or their emotional status into it as well like they have a personal stake in it yeah well in you talk about the the showerhead thing um maybe think of like if i hop in the shower it sprays me in the face i get out and i'm like hey man could you just try to remember next time you know tilt it down like i'm short don't forget you know whatever and then the next day i hop in the shower it sprays me in the face again if I have to go back to you and tell you like, hey, man, you forgot to do it today. Like, at what point do I have to start taking some responsibility for that? Because, yes, we will do things as a common courtesy, but that's just it. It's a common courtesy. There are different things that just there's you don't have to put the shower head down. Like yeah. when I hop in, like like you said, it takes you as long to look as it does me. It takes us the same amount of time to do the same task there. Right, right. You're going to do, you're going to try to remember to do it. If you don't, then hopefully I remember to look and do it. If we have two people looking to correct a problem, we can normally get it fixed. But if I'm only, if I'm hopping in and just blindly expecting you to just have my world fixed perfect for me. Yeah. I think that's asking way too much and that's that's just putting so much responsibility on you and just taking none on it for myself and that's why like I said when it comes to you know the the milk carton one that I would almost take responsibility on on both sides. I would feel bad if I were the person that forgot to screw it on correctly or or was just lazy because I was in a hurry to do something. Maybe I had a podcast starting and I was like, put the coffee creamer back in the fridge and I'd run upstairs. The next person that opens it, it falls out on them. And I was like, well, crap, I'm going to feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if I opened it up and did it fast because I'm trying to pour my coffee before we do our podcast and I end up spilling it on myself because the person before didn't do it, I'd be like, man, I was in a rush. I should have taken my time and not done it. Like, because like you said, at the end of the day, like we're the only ones that we can control, like to expect other people to do these things for us. Like, yeah, they, they are nice, but I think that they should be almost treated as like cherries on top. Like they should never be like, this is the given that every time I do this, that this is the way that it should be done. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe if, I can somewhat treat my kids a little bit like that as I'm trying to mold them into being bigger and better humans where I'm like, Hey, every time you put this in the fridge, make sure it's done like this. Hey, every time you go to the bathroom, put the toilet seat down. That way your mom doesn't fall in the toilet. Like all those different things I can teach them growing up and being human beings. But if you and I live together, like I don't think that we, 
we would have to have that conversation past maybe one time we'd mm-hmm. let off a little bit of steam and then they're like, yeah, uh, we both kind of blew it on this one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be at some point about taking responsibility and just doing what you can do to improve the situation, you know, uh, any little way that you can just being able to take the steps to improve it. Or maybe like if it's a situation of there's something that you do that I can't do, like maybe I can't reach the shower head. And so you have to be the one to put it down for me. Otherwise I have to jump in the shower. Sometimes a slippery or something like that, that we, we come up with those solutions as like, writing a note on the wall or or something like that or putting a sticky note on the ceiling that says like, Hey, tilt me down. or You know, something (laughs) like Like we, we immediately start going to solutions instead of me always going like, dude, you never turn the shower head down for me. Like, yeah, (laughs) you're a grown man. Like take care of yourself. yourself, But that's coming at it rationally and logically. And I think that in general, I mean, look at, look at the world, the state of the world and like that we're in, there is, there's very little rational discussion when it comes to anything that's serious or not even serious. There's, there's very little rational discussion when it comes to anything that's minor, let alone serious, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes out, that's why there's so much animosity there's so many you know you can go to a drive-through fast food place and see people arguing in the lanes of the fast food like yeah there was this thing i saw on reddit today that like in the line i don't even remember i think it was like a sonic or something like that and like some car like rammed another car into the wall because they were like impatient or like they got cut off or something like imagine being so angry that you literally hit somebody else with your car oh yeah it's like Basically, I, I, wanting to give them five hundred or a thousand dollars, depending on your deductible, like <laughs> having to deal with the cops, having to deal with the insurance yeah. company, having to deal with the rental car company, like there is so oh geez, no, it's but like, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying though. Right? There's so very little rational thought happening yeah. that I almost feel like that the two sides of every argument, while you can say okay. And I think we've given plenty of examples of the fact that, you know, when you look at every problem or every issue, yeah, there can be two points of view, right? You can come at it from multiple angles. You can form your own conclusions. But the thing is, is that how do we go about finding the solution? And it is as simple as something like you said, is like, okay, you at, you're asking for a fix or whatever, but at some point you take responsibility for yourself and and for your situation if it is you know some sort of like okay i you know you're with your you're dating somebody and you know they cheat on you right mm-hmm. and you go okay there's that's obviously a problem i you know you betrayed trust da, 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 whatever it might be and you're obviously going to what you have the chance or the choice to argue, scream and fight and like move forward with that relationship, or you can remove yourself from the relationship and move forward. And yeah, that might be hard. It might hurt. It might suck, whatever it might be, but it's like, it's up to you. And if then you stay with that person and they cheat on you again, it's like, okay. So yeah, you saw the results, you saw the actions, and then you chose to continue down that path. 
and then it happened again, is that that person's fault? Sure. Is it your fault? Do you take responsibility? I think you have to. Yeah. Right. Like at some point, and then you stay with them again, they do it again. Right. It's like, okay, so at what point is it just as much your fault as it is their fault? Not so much for the action, but for the circumstance. Mm -hmm. And, And obviously that's a very extreme example, but you're, if you apply that with any issue or topic, you can, you, okay. So you can't change other people. We've, People can change, but you can't change them, I think is the defining thing of that. So yeah. you, you're you not going to change somebody else. If they want to change, if they want to change their behavior, get help, whatever it might be, or just in general, be more considerate, I think people can. People definitely can change their outlooks, their attitudes, their actions. And if they do that, great. That's awesome. You can find common ground. You can find reason and come to you know some sort of solution. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, then it's up to you to remove yourself from the situation instead of just throwing yourself at a wall, arguing, insulting, fighting. And basically at the end of the day, like we said, you're wasting your time and your breath. So the moral of the story, and then what I'm really trying to get to is in any argument, you come at it from different sides. Are you arguing because you have a personal stake in it and you, you want to see them agree with you because it's personal Or are you trying to have a rational discussion to come to any sort of either maybe not an agreement, but an understanding? You feel this way. I feel this way. I see where you're coming from. I don't agree with you, but I'm still going to maintain rational thought and discussion without being emotional or insulting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important. And I don't think that happens nearly enough. And that's where you get domestic disputes and brawls and fights and you know most of the news you know half of the news channels are just all you know emotional irrational people dealing with situations yeah and i mean that's that's like the whole insanity thing of of doing the same thing but expecting different results if you're still doing the same thing but expecting the world around you to be different or for another person, like you said, to change and do their things differently, like you're, you're going to end up disappointed more often than not. Like generally, if an outcome doesn't happen the way that you want it to happen, you can't go, well, I was just dealing with a dumb person. I'm still going to do my same exact thing tomorrow and, and hope that things change. No, like maybe you need to alter your plan some. Even if maybe you were doing the right thing, maybe it was just like, it wasn't the right thing for that person that you were dealing with. Like, you know, maybe you have to, cause there, there can be multiple different ways that the right plan can be drawn out or the right, you could come to the right solution, taking many different paths. And maybe the path that you're going on to get to that solution just isn't the right one for that person, you know? And so working through things that way, but first taking a step back and realizing that, in anything and everything in your life, the common denominator is yourself because that's who you are and whose brain you can control. It's the only thing you can control. I mean, I I have kids that I like to think that I can control them sometimes, but at the end of the day, like there's only so much I could do. Like they're uh, human beings in and of themselves. Like there's only so much I could do. It's basically what I'm saying. 
No, I get it for sure. I mean, and I think, yeah, I think you're right at the end of the day. It's, I think it's just as much your responsibility. Um, and you have to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you don't, you are going to expect, you are going to expect things and you're going to put a lot of expectations on other people that maybe, you know, they either aren't aware of or they aren't up to meeting or they just shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to meet or whatever it might be. Like you can't argue with somebody over an expectation that they didn't know that they were expected to meet. Right. Yeah. And most of the time, again, it's going to come down to a prideful situation. You know, when people's pride and egos on the line, it's very easy to argue. It's very easy to have a heated discussion, um, you know, instead of a rational, thoughtful one to, to find a solution to whatever issue that you have. Yeah. So. so I guess my, one of my, my big questions and stuff here, cause we seem like we both agree on, on the fact that we ultimately dictate our surroundings and, and what we're dealing with. But um, I know I tend to be less on the controversial side. I also am quicker to be used as kind of a doormat. I like, <laughs> like as, as for lack of a better word or anything, like, like I said, e- even in the, the milk situation, I'm going to be taking responsibility on both sides. And, and I feel like in that situation, rightfully so, like that was laziness on my part with, if I were the one to put it in there, it would be laziness on my part when I take it out. Yeah. But at, at what point, like, cause I, I feel like that you may, you're, you're very much more headstrong. You stand up for yourself a lot more than I do. Is there a, a point in this that you do say enough is enough? This isn't like, I'm, I'm going to hear, I'm exerting an extra 10% to do this. Like you got to meet me part yeah. way. Well, I, yeah, I mean, sure. At the end of the day, like everybody has their breaking point as far as that goes and, and nobody's perfect. So, I mean, I'm definitely one that's more on the argumentative side. However, I would much rather have a thoughtful, rational discussion than yell and, you know, insult, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's bottom line. I think that anytime that I've had to stand up for myself or I've like chosen to, I've always tried to do it very diplomatically mm-hmm. because standing up for yourself in an argumentative way, all that does is breed more argument, but mm-hmm. you can't argue with logic. And if you present somebody with facts and they respond with insults, you know that you've, you like, that's it. You, you the argue that it's over. The discussion's over. You've proved your point and they don't have anything else left, but insults and you know whatever. So uh, I, I, I think that that's always, the, the way and that's something that I've always tried to do whether it's work or personally or any of that because mm-hmm. you present facts you present your side of the story and your stance on it and then that's there is no like th- you can talk about it and it can be discussed and you can try to like even compromise and maybe you do change your point of view but if you present your point of view and say this is where I stand and this is blah 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 how, what I think then that's there is no like there's no emotional argument that's going to follow that from your side of things unless you mm-hmm. get sucked into it by the other party 
right? So, yeah, I think well, let's very, say very that, yeah, well, let's say that you're like you're driving down the road and a car cuts you off. Have do you ever think like, well, why did this person cut me off? Like, could there did I not leave them enough space? Like, were were they trying to get on the you know the entrance ramp to the interstate and I didn't want to let them over? Or are you just generally assuming that they're a dirt bag? Uh, no, I generally assume that they don't know how to drive and or they have no care over other people's well-being or space or anything like that. I don't I, don't, I mean, not that I have never got into an argument with somebody before doing that. I it doesn't even in those it's always about their ability to drive and not so much like what are you, you know, X, Y, Z, you're a moron, you're blah, 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 blah. Like that, it doesn't help to insult them. No. It, like, and then they're just going to respond with the same animosity. So it's more important for me. Like I, I actually like to like when somebody tries to like, you know, ride my bumper, speed past me, cut me off. I like to point at the stop sign or give like the, the numbers and fingers of what the speed limit is. <laughs> You know, like, like if it. they if they blow past me on the right, I just go, you know, I just do a five five with my fingers mm-hmm. so that they know that they're going like thirty miles over the speed limit just to pass me. Yeah, you know, things like that, rather than you know, f- you know, flick them off or you know whatever mm-hmm. it might be. So you teach them a lesson. I like that. I, I man, I that's probably one of my we- weaknesses though is like as far as the uh, you know car cars go because I just assume that everybody's an idiot. It, the way that they drive wherever I go because mm-hmm. they are like people just have no concern with other people's well being or, you know, they, all they care about is getting where they're going as fast as they possibly can go. It doesn't matter who's in their way or how they have to drive to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I would love to have a, a thoughtful, rational discussion with most people on the road. But that's just not possible. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, again, it's a selfish thing and if you try to call somebody out for it then it's going to end up being a shouting match and that isn't productive for anybody yeah would you say that you like get cut off often um cut off sure um i don't know just people don't pay attention so it's not just really cutting people off so like one of my biggest pet peeves is like whenever people bottleneck right so you have the slow lane you have the slow lane and then you have somebody that gets in the fast lane but goes as goes the same speed as the person in the slow lane. So like literally nobody can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're going to be in the fast lane, either go fast it just in general or pass the person going slower than you and then get back over into the slow lane so that the people that are going fast can go by. Like, yeah. but you'll have people that'll just stay there and, and block up traffic for miles just because they want to go the same speed limit as the person in the slow lane. Mm-hmm. So Things like, I mean, and that's just one example of how terrible people drive. Don't use their turn signals, cut people off, switch across three lanes without, you know, without pausing in between each lane, you know, Mm. just generally not following good driving etiquette. Yeah. Hmm. I was was just curious because I I figured that our driving styles were probably fairly different just based on our personalities and stuff. And I just know that I don't, I don't tend to run into as many I, crazy people or situations, but I'm also like a super passive slow driver. So, like, yeah. well, I, I mean, I don't think I'm, not, I'm not an aggressive driver by any means. Like, I'm, you know, I, I drive a little bit faster than the speed limit. 
but I'm a smart driver. I don't, yeah. I won't block the road. I won't cut people off. I use my turn signals. You know, I'll go faster than the average person, but I'm also really safe at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm going already over the speed limit and I have somebody riding my bumper that then passes me around to the right in the slow lane and like cutting people off, like that's going to grind my gears because it's like mm-hmm. not, I'm already going faster than what we should be. And then now you're tailgating me. You're, you're weaving in and out of traffic just to get up to the light five seconds before me. And then I pull up right next to you and I'm like, what what was that like what was your hurry to get here to the same place as me Mm -hmm. we're now at the same light waiting in the same amount of time congratulations you wasted gas and endangered seven people yeah like right so in those kinds of people you you know i a rational discussion probably isn't you know it probably is not going to happen because they are already being selfish. So they're already above and beyond the point of like, oh, well, rational rational discussion over how bad I'm driving, that's not an option. I'm going yeah. to probably insult you and call you X, Y, Z. Yeah, red lights aren't long enough for any kind of rational discussions. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So what would your, your main piece of advice be for someone who's feeling a little bit heated going into an argument? So... Again, I think it's very important to remember what an argument is. Uh, an argument is uh, basically an argument is a discussion over a over a point or a topic that involves insults and emotions. That's all an argument is because if so, you and I can talk about gun control. We can talk about it or we can argue about it. I can call you a dumb hillbilly that just wants to shoot people, and you can call me, you know. Uh, a liberal, whatever, blah, 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 you know, that is a pacifist that's just going to roll over if we ever, you know, get invaded or if we need to revolt against the government, whatever it might be. And obviously that's not how either of us feel about guns. But the point is, it's like we can, neither of those things on either side are actually about gun control. Both Mm -hmm. of those things are, are geared towards you and I personally, right? It has nothing to do with actual topic and issue and the pros and cons of that issue it's more about well if you support it you must be xyz and like to do xyz right Mm -hmm. and i think it's very important going into what could be an argument to remember that the discussion is a discussion and it can be looked at from multiple angles people will have different points of view and that's okay because that's what makes us human and makes us you know unique right like we can Mm -hmm. look at things differently we can look at them from all angles and come to different conclusions. It's all about how we then collude and, and actually, uh, you know, can work together towards a solution. Yeah. So, so you're saying more just try taking yourself out of it when getting into an actual discussion or a debate in order to keep it from going into an argument. Yeah. And then even, and even if it does go to an argument where the other person or the people in the argument are going the emotional route, the insulting route, whatever it might be, if you maintain rational discussion about the subject matter, it will always look like you're the level-headed one because nobody is going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. As the person's going, you know, you're this and you're that and you blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like all of those things, it's going to look like that they are, you know, unstable and emotional and just flying off the handle while you present facts. 
Now, they may not be facts, they may be your point of view, or the way you look at it, but it's going to look like you have a much more stable argument if you're not literally unraveling. Mm -hmm. So that's my that's my two cents. I like it. it. Makes a lot of sense. So, but anyway, so that was a short uh, a short little discussion on arguments from two points of view to the end. Uh, level fifty was a short sidestep, and uh, I enjoyed it. I think that it's very important for everybody to remember that we all have different points of view. And it's important that when you are discussing something that is controversial to take the person for who they are and their point of view and not let it go past that into an emotional, irrational response. Also, just as a PSA, like, you know, we've, we've made mention of the the things like screwing on the caps, putting toilet seats down, you know, do there's a million different examples of these kind of things that obviously like if they're big enough issues to be brought up in a, a, a global podcast like this one, you know, that it, it doesn't take much for you to also tell someone, thank you for doing little things like to, to show that you appreciate it. Cause if like every time you're putting the shower head down, and I'm never having to worry about it. Never once do I have to think about it because you're such an awesome person to always put it down. Like eventually, like you're going to feel like you're getting taken advantage of unless yeah. I at least take my two seconds to go like, hey, thanks. You know, it's been a month and I haven't fallen in the toilet yet. Like I appreciate that. Like right. you, I could tell that you've been thinking about me because there hasn't been a single accident around the house. I haven't fallen in the toilet. I haven't got water in my face. I haven't spilled anything on myself. That means that you're doing a good job of just being a cool human. And I appreciate that. So find someone that does these things for you and tell them that. That's all. I like it. Yeah. And I agree. <laughs> uh, and this is also just a setup for next week when we discuss a very controversial topic. <laughs> so nobody can argue with us. Um, no, um, I like to start, I like not destructive, uh, conversation. I like constructive mm-hmm. conversation and rational discussion. And that's what we're here for. Um, so thank you for joining us for level 50. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I hope you have a, uh, a different perspective on argument, argument. I can't speak apparently a different perspective on arguments and arguing. And, uh, next week when we, when we come uh, out the door, guns blazing, you will take this into uh, consideration. Yes. That's, that's ultimately it. And actually, I have no idea what we're talking about next week. But that's the joy of it. And that's the beauty of, uh, of, of all of this. Because maybe it'll be controversial. And maybe it won't. Probably will. Probably might be. We'll see. Anyways, from all of us at the Bonus Level Podcast, we hope you have a great week. Later, taters.